my corrupt and sketchy job plans on firing most of the office as well as firing me after I fixed and repaired all of the IT support system. But after watching them lie, cheat, lay off, and gamble our wages for several months, I decided to get some revenge by changing their passwords and effectively bringing their entire business to a screeching halt. Here's what happened. Years back, I worked as the IT director for a small brokerage firm. These types of places tried to run lean, so I was the only IT personnel. I took the job, but I was a bit underqualified, if I'm being completely truthful. The reason they gave it to me, though, was because I was young, and they thought that they could underpay me. And you know what? They were completely right. It was $10,000 more than I ever made in my life. I had an awful job at the time, so I took it for the resume title step up, and honestly, it did work out as a good resume builder. I struggled and had to do an endless amount of learning on the job, but I made huge improvements. Now, the day-to-day was sketchy there. We only had five employees supporting the four partners and the 70-plus brokers. Now, the brokers didn't really work there. They rented a desk for a percentage, so they didn't care how many brokers there were on staff. There were a couple of gems, but ultimately, we were understaffed because they looked at full-time employees like we were stealing from them. They made us work long hours and work weekends with no overtime. Everyone was underpaid or an overpaid buddy of somebody. Worse was the awful partners. The four partners were constantly doing shady stuff. One partner would take money from the broker commissions and go to Vegas with it. If he lost the money, we are talking like maybe $100,000 per trip, he would just let the brokers know there's a hold from the bank and their commissions are coming in slowly. Another broker straight up asked me how to hide his affair from his wife. Another had me come to his house on company time and install some audio and video equipment after hours, all without paying me. When I came on board, they were 10 years out of date on technology. I helped them get up to 100%. I fixed their redundant ISP lines and network equipment. I offsided the mail to make it more reliable. Dozens of improvements and everyone was pretty happy. All brokers and employees loved the improvements. Then the partners started doing really sketchy stuff. And at this point, I really realized who it is I was dealing with and how sketchy these people truly can be. These people eventually had me open employee exchange mailboxes and run mail queries on email addresses. And it turns out the emails were from a lawyer email between the lawyer and their client who was one of the employees. They had me do this all the time for anyone. I would have to collect it all and then they would fire them and keep their clients. It is illegal in the brokerage firm to look at them and I didn't know that at the time. They somehow convinced a lending company to merge with them. And this was a totally different crew. They were nice, honest, real customer focused. I made friends with one of the lending agents and he helped me search for houses on his MLS account on lunch. The nicest guy ever. His wife and her dad ran the firm until the merger. Eventually, after many different events, I found out the plan they had in action was to simply fire everyone from the firm and just steal the name and the client list. And they had only been there for a few months, so just long enough to learn their business. I also found out they were going to fire me now that everything was more reliable. And do you want to know how I found out? Well, I saw it in an email. During one of the email queries, one of the partners had me do to another partner. So the only nice people at this awful place were getting locked out of their office over the weekend. And I was now getting fired now that I had essentially made myself redundant. Well, in their mind at least. Now, before I go any further, let me tell you about the red folder. The red folder was locked in my file cabinet. It contained every password for administration access to every system. It also contained the fire plan or downtime plan for every system in the company. My boss 
didn't really understand why we needed one, and he never really looked at it. Well, I called my friend, who worked for the lending firm, and I told him to head to the office and grab all the files and computers, as they did technically belong to them anyways. I told them the plan about changing the locks over the weekend. I told them that I was quitting and not to mention me. He said he understood, and then he thanked me. I changed the only other admin password that my boss had access to, and then I shredded the red folder. After all was said and done, I emailed my resignation. Well, as you can probably guess, they begged me to come back. They offered me a 30% pay bump. They said they were shocked I was so disloyal. Well, fast forward, and I heard years later from a secretary that worked there at the time that it took them four months to get all systems under control again. They had to use a contractor they relied on before, and I heard it cost them a year of my salary. And honestly, that's exactly what they get after all the sketchy stuff they had me do, as well as their plan to fire me and the rest of the firm. Wow, that is honestly some awesome revenge. I mean, the stage was set perfectly. You're not only the only person in there that handles the IT of this company, but you're also one of the people that can bring it under for several months at a time. I mean, you brought that place to a screeching halt for literally four months, and that's all because you got rid of the red folder and because you changed some passwords. That is honestly hilarious to me. And those people you were working for, they did not sound like good people at all. They were clearly doing stuff that was really sketchy, and I don't blame you for getting out of there on your terms. So good for you for getting your revenge, because these people clearly had ill intentions. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. Am I the Jerk for telling my wife it's time for her to go back to work, especially since I'm currently running on 12 to 18 hours of work every single day. Here's what happened. My wife has been out of work since 2018. She had a mental breakdown during her fifth year of teaching, and she's been going to therapy ever since, and we started marriage counseling during COVID. The reason for marriage counseling was because she thought I was pushing her too hard to go back to work before her and her therapist thought that she was ready. I tried to explain many times that was not my intent, but realistically speaking, for me to keep up with expenses and retirement contributions, I pretty much have to take on extra shifts, which sometimes clock in at over 18 hours a day. And on average, I've been pulling about 84 hours a week. And I've been doing this since she stopped working. We recently had a fight because I had an extremely rough week and had the conversation again about her going back to work. She opened up with the same line she always does. She said, we do not feel it is the right time yet. She feels I have made great progress. And if I rush it, I run the risk of losing it. The we being her and her therapist. I told her I really do not care what her therapist has to say, and I am honestly sick of her hiding behind her words whenever this topic comes up. She then started to cry, telling me that she does not like being this way either, and that I'm belittling her due to the suffering from her mental health issues. So I replied by saying that I do not intend to belittle you, or not take your issues seriously, but the problem is is that I'm running myself ragged, and what happens if I have a mental break? Do you think I have the luxury of not working? No, I'm just going to have to push through my demons. She said her therapist warned her that this would happen sooner or later and that I would try to manipulate her into doing something she was not ready to do. This is when I really lost it and just let it all out. I did not say anything kind. I told her she insults me for thinking what I'm doing is manipulation. I told her I'm working these extra shifts so that she can be at home and just playing games and all this other garbage. I told her that during this entire time, you have not even made an effort to improve on certain skills. I told her she can still not cook to save her life. And
and that I was sick of coming home after 12 or 18 hour days just to make us dinner because her idea of making dinner is something pre-made in the oven or even just ordering out. Now after I said that, among other things, she stormed out of the house crying and yelling and shouting how I'm a complete jerk and how I would rather see myself comfortable versus her getting better. So here I am. I do not feel at the core that I'm wrong and while what I said was harsh, I think it did have to be said. So am I the jerk for telling my wife it's time for her to go back to work? What should I do? Honestly, I don't think you're the jerk here. You have literally been waiting around since 2018 and in my opinion, that is a lot of time to sit there and try and figure things out. Sure, she's going to a therapist, but clearly this therapist kind of sucks. Like, they're obviously not helping her get better in the slightest. Like, it's been several years at this point and the therapist hasn't made any kind of improvement in this person's life. Like, maybe it's time to find another therapist because clearly they're not doing their job. And it really seems like the therapist and your wife are only thinking about her mental health. This guy is pulling 12 to 18 hour shifts and is basically forced to work 12 to 18 hours a week just to make ends meet. So I can completely understand why you would be upset as to why nothing's getting done in her life in the slightest. Like literally you've done everything you can to try and figure your life out. You've been accommodating and honestly after year three I would have been like okay we gotta get something going. But you've dealt with this for five plus years. I think I would have lost my mind at that point if I had to deal with that. So I can completely understand why you would be so frustrated with the distinct lack of progress from your wife. So hopefully this all works out for you because it doesn't sound like your wife has a very good therapist if it's literally taking them years to find any kind of progress. We're talking like half a decade. That is ridiculous and honestly nobody needs to deal with that. And hopefully a solution comes together sooner than later. An entitled Karen gets mad at me about getting a free sandwich in her bag at our restaurant. And I'm honestly so sick of Karens like this, it's honestly exhausting. So this happened a few years back in my old place of employment, but sometimes it just resurfaces in my head and makes me laugh uncontrollably. I used to work in food service as a manager for nearly a decade, so I have a mountain of entitled Karen stories. This is nowhere near the worst Karen I've had to deal with, but I would like to think that she was by far one of my favorites despite being relatively mild. She wasn't outright rude, but incredibly condescending. Now, this was during the pandemic, so while we were already incredibly short-staffed, we were also training new staff. So, having a lack of experienced staff, mistakes are bound to happen. Our dining room had just opened back up to full service rather than just takeout, so it was added chaos on top of that. That day, I was already stretched thin by trying to get the new hires up to speed, by taking up orders, and trying to help the drive through coordinator. She wasn't new, but it wasn't a spot she was in often. While being an easy spot, it is a fast-paced spot. At a point where I wasn't over there to help out, she had accidentally slipped a sandwich for a different order into the bag for a customer she was helping at the window. She recognized the mistake afterwards, and the sandwich maker had to remake it. No big deal. It happens. I asked if the customer only got the wrong order or got their food as well, and she confirmed that she slipped in an extra sandwich by mistake, but still received the rest of her order correctly. As long as everyone receives what they pay for, it's fine. Free food isn't something to complain about, so long as your order is otherwise correct. Well, or so you would think. So when people called the store, I always made a mental note of the caller ID. I did this because of repeat offenders, meaning the people who always had a problem. Prank callers also were a problem, and we just had to figure out who they were and then hide their numbers. So when the phone rang, I read the name and answered it. I said to them, thank you for calling, how can I help you? And on the other end of the line was the entitled Karen of this story. And boy, was she not happy. She said to me, yeah, I need a manager right now. I said to them, yes, I'm the manager, how can I help? She said, I 
got a sandwich I didn't order in my bag. Now, me realizing this was the situation from before, I said to her, oh yes, we're so sorry about that. We accidentally slipped an extra sandwich in your bag. You can keep it. This entitled Karen then starts to scream that she didn't ask for this sandwich. So I went ahead and I apologized again. I said to her, well, was everything else in your bag correct? Or was there anything else missing? The Karen says, I got everything else, just a sandwich I didn't ask for. So I explained to her again. I say, yes, we had a mix up at the window and added someone else's sandwich by mistake. You weren't charged for that sandwich. Mistakes happen. I apologize. The entitled Karen says, I know I have the receipt. I'm not complaining about the free sandwich, despite the fact that the sandwich is why she was calling. So I ask her and I say, okay, is there something else that's going on? This entitled Karen then has the gall to insult us. She says, yes, I just wanted to tell you guys that you do not know what you're doing. And if I had the corporate number, I would call them and file a complaint. Now, I loved when people threatened to call corporate because corporate doesn't actually intervene. They just escalate the issue directly back to the store to deal with either the assistant manager or the manager. Since their beef was with the store, it was better for it to be resolved at the store level rather than having some big wig who's never even touched a fryer. It always ended up as a slap in the face to the Karen and it was a massive waste of time. So I said to the Karen, well, I'd be more than happy to give you the number to corporate if you want. This Karen, after a long pause, says, no, I'm not going to waste my time. You guys have no clue what you're doing. Just know that I will not be coming back. So I said to her, perfect, have a nice day. She then hung up and I went back to doing what I was doing. About an hour later, the phone rings. It's her name on caller ID. I answer the phone and I say, thank you for calling. How can I help you? This entitled Karen then said, hi, I was there for a pickup order about an hour ago and my ground beef was missing. So I was wondering if you didn't have it in stock or maybe you forgot about it. Me, realizing her beef wasn't with us this time, I said to her, ma'am, who are you trying to call? This entitled Karen then rattles off a grocery store in a very loud, extremely condescending tone while spacing out every syllable. Now me mocking her tone, I spaced out all of my syllables and I told her, this is the restaurant you called earlier. She then called me a very inappropriate name and hung up immediately. I later took one more call that day from a much more vile Karen and decided, you know what? I think I'm done answering phone calls for the day. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Wow, that Karen's not just a giant Karen. She's also a massive loser. Like, is this how she spends her day? Going around complaining about stuff instead of actually having a life and doing something with her life? Like, she not only complains to you guys for getting the wrong order, even though her order was correct and she had an extra sandwich, but then she tries to complain to the grocery store as if they don't know what they're doing. And you can bet she probably does this everywhere she goes. She probably complains at every stop along her way during the day just to try and get what she wants, as well as to basically make everybody's life miserable. Like, that's not fair, and nobody in customer service deserves to be treated that way. Like, this lady clearly just does not have it together, and she clearly has, like, no friends. So hopefully this lady learns her lesson to not act like that. Because honestly, you're not gonna get anywhere treating people like that. And it only convinces people further that you are an absolute jerk. Am I the jerk for threatening to kick my stepdaughter out of my house unless she apologizes to my daughter? Here's what happened. I first want to start off by saying that all 
all the names in this story are fake. I have a daughter by the name of Nina, who's 12 years old, and I also have a stepdaughter by the name of Kelly, who's 16 years old. And my wife and I, my wife's name is Anna, have a child together. But this story is about Nina and Kelly. I met my wife when Kelly was five years old, and within a year, she and Kelly moved in with me. The house we live in has been in my family for generations and passed on to me when I was really young. I have also made some renovations there. It's a four-bedroom house with four bathrooms, so each girl has her own room and an in-suite, which is especially helpful with Kelly due to how long she takes to put on her makeup. This has started about a month ago when Nina would come home crying due to bullying at her school. Me and Anna spend ages trying to get the school to do something and find out where the bullying is coming from. It all came to a conclusion a week ago when we found out it was Kelly who was spreading the rumors about Nina. I was absolutely furious and I confronted her about it as some rumors were based on Nina not having a mom who did pass away during childbirth. Now Kelly didn't take the confrontation well. She accused me of favoring Nina simply because Nina had a bigger bedroom but a smaller bathroom and Kelly wanted more space. I said I'm not going to move Nina out of her room after all these years and Kelly has already declined to swap with us as she doesn't want to share her bathroom with anyone including our six-year-old child. I have told Kelly that she must apologize to Nina as some of the things she said were vile and not deserved and told her she will be grounded as she still behaved like Nina's friend while spreading those rumors behind her back. Kelly threw a fit and claimed Nina is a threat to her and her reputation but I stayed firm as I don't see how a 12-year-old can be a threat to a high schooler. As Kelly started to say more vile things about Nina and our six-year-old, I then told her that she has 48 hours to pick her belongings up and I will drop her off at her dad's house where she will have to share a room and a bathroom with her other half-siblings. Kelly and Anna are both annoyed at me over this and have called me a jerk. Anna, my wife, then said I have no right to parent Kelly, but she is in my home and her behavior towards my daughters is not acceptable. So honestly, am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? Before we go any further, the original poster actually has an update to this story. Here's what they had to say. So I have spoken to Anna about what Kelly said about Nina and our six-year-old and have also shown her this post online. Anna has apologized for brushing it off. She said that Kelly didn't tell her most of the story and blamed others on the rumors and she didn't realize the extent of it. She will be having a conversation with Kelly and Kelly's dad tomorrow as this behavior is not acceptable or appropriate. To put it lightly, she is horrified of all the comments made by her about both girls and finds it vile. She is also shocked that Kelly made them in the first place. Now to address any concerns, having Kelly go and live with her father is a temporary solution and never intended to be permanent, especially if she changes her ways. It was more to separate her from Nina and the six-year-old to make sure no more damage is done while we are not watching. If the roles were reversed and it was Nina who was at fault, I would have sent her to her grandparents to sort out the next move. I have seen a lot of suggestions about therapy and Anna said she will look into it as soon as she has a chat with Kelly as she wants to know what caused a sudden change. Now, I'm not cutting Kelly out of my will unless she carries on displaying such anger towards her sisters. Nina is having a few days off from school and I will be taking her out to the zoo and spending some father-daughter time together. My wife and I also will be taking our six-year-old to see some cartoons this weekend and take her to her favorite cafe. Wow, that is a crazy situation. It's really good to see that the wife in this situation came around and saw exactly how vile and toxic Kelly was being. Like, really? That's inappropriate. First and foremost, I also want to say, and it doesn't seem like it was addressed, but the stepfather in this situation absolutely has every right to parent Kelly. To say otherwise would literally be so ridiculous. 
ridiculous because this guy is clearly a father figure to Kelly, even if it's just a stepfather role. So to turn around and literally claim that they have no right to parent Kelly is, in my opinion, so disrespectful and so unbelievably toxic, especially when you consider this guy has been in this kid's life for a long time. So hopefully all of this works out because the way your stepdaughter's acting is incredibly inappropriate and there's no reason for this kind of behavior in the slightest. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.